Hello, so today we're on the uh, second podcast ever for the uh, Afterburn podcast, episode two. And uh, we got a great episode here today. All right, welcome everyone. Welcome to episode two. Once again, I'm Insomnix. We have Blink and Gib here with us and hope to give you guys some interesting content for Afterburn. Yeah, so the first topic we're going to talk about today is the uh, viewership for the regionals that we've been seeing across NA and Europe for the uh, first split here. Like, we talked about this a little earlier in the previous episode, but I just genuinely think that it's very catered to the EU audience. So, um, I guess, Gib, you probably have the numbers up already. Can you give us the numbers for the regionals for both NA and EU? Yeah, we'll give, I'll give the rough, like, numbers on what we've seen. I think the, the EU one's still going on, so it's not, like, exact numbers, and this is just, like, the generalized one I saw from the Twitter and esports charts. But NA, whenever I looked at it personally on Twitch, it always got had around, like, 50, 60K live. And then when it came into the esports charts, I think it had, like, maybe, like, a 90K peak, and it averaged, like, 65K for, like, the whole weekend for the last NA regional and kind of, like, the last two or so. And then Europe was around... 130k i think peak and then 100 and it averaged like 80k so it averaged quite substantially higher than na could be for like a fact many factor reasons like i know eu has the uh, carmine core org which always yeah, brings in a lot of fans <laughs> from the french audience stuff which is That's great like for the rlc and obviously it's great to have the carmine core and all the fans in but i think it's not really uh excuse because na has like optic which is supposed to be like the green wall and you know has all its passionate fans that don't seem to show up at all and FaZe Clan with, like, its big org and all the fans that are supposed to come with it that also don't seem to show up in Rocket League. So it's kind of weird, whether it's, like, the times or not, but it's definitely something to look at. I think overall, though, you can also see that the views, at least for NA, is down from last year and two years prior for the regionals, which I think is a concerning kind of aspect to look at, though, as well. Yeah, I think a lot of it's burnout, to be honest. I mean, not much is changing between the regionals. And then with the introduction of majors, it's like, why do people care that much about regionals when you can just see the highlights? And then for the major, that's when you actually want to watch because you have international competition and you have the crowd. You have like probably higher production as well. Um, more moments that matter, right? Uh, I don't know. That's why I think is the re main reason why regionals are going down is because they're not changing much. Um, and there's not much like you get out of watching the regionals. You don't really get like a lot of really cool analysis. I mean, you have like the pre-show, but it's usually like this like seventy-five percent of it's the same. The pre-show, yeah. anyways. I don't really have any crazy content in between games. You just have the games themselves. Um, so unless you have like hardcore fans, like KC fans, you're not gonna get a lot of viewership. I think for regionals with uh, the way they're doing them right now. Do you think viewers are getting burned up from watching too much Rocket League just because there's the amount of time that you can spend watching all of these regionals and events? I think, I mean, it could be burnout. It could be also that, like, maybe Rocket League just needs to up the entertainment quality for segments between games and stuff. If you look at, like, other esports and Valorant and stuff, they, I think they have some better, maybe more engaging technical analysis to keep people around. So Rocket League could maybe look to, like, up the in-between segments between games and look at maybe different angles to take on it. Might be a little hard, though, because they don't have a studio or anything. Every time I see, like, cool segments, it's always in a studio most of the time, and they have, like, the chalkboard or whiteboard ready to go for analysis or interesting segments, etc. Could be that. Could be burnout. There's a, a lot of factors. At least the uh, majors, as Blink said, are kind of still increasing viewership, which is good, but definitely something that Sionix could maybe look to try to bring back as some of the regional viewership, because it's definitely down in NA and Europe overall. 
I think for me, it's like it's harder to get invested because most of the regional, for example, the Swiss stage, that happens on Friday. And that ends before most people are finished school or working from their full-time jobs. So it's like I've already missed half the regional, then it, I don't feel the need to watch the rest of the regional. It's like uh, there's no investment for me. Why would I even watch it? Yeah, going back, I mean, last podcast, we talked about the timings for when they show these regionals, right? I, I think they would get a lot more interaction or at least viewership from fans if they did it after hour after like work hours he's gonna be treated more like hey i just got off work i have like a couple hours to, like watch this thing and, like cool down and relax and you know watch drink I my think, dinner that's yeah. a common thing to do yeah and it is in terms of like i know traditional sports a lot of viewership comes from the fans of those specific teams right but in i think in like rocket league i don't know about other esports themselves but uh, a lot of that viewership is just for the game itself, not much for, or at least the region itself, and not much for like a specific team. The team um, yeah. So it's oh, interesting. The mentioned that, that all the time, though. They're like, "We are big fans of Rocket League. We just want to see good Rocket League." That's the well, only game where we. That's the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's true, but meanwhile, in Woody, every other sport, people are only watching their team. I guess you know why that is though. Like, if we're being honest, it's probably because in those sports, it's a you just like are fans of whatever city you're from, right? Like, yeah, Toronto it's, it's or... mainly geographically located for the most part. Yeah, but that's how you don't get burnout for real life sports. Just like no one, okay, very few people watch every single NBA match. Okay, they're oh, gonna. Oh, most... it's um, I think a lot of people nah. watch every single <laughs> NBA match. They're every single one. No, bases. that's such a time. That's such a time. Scene. For every no, team? people do. People do for fantasy and stuff with uh, NBA fantasy, hockey fantasy. People watch every every match. There's no exists. way. That's such a huge time commitment, though. I believe I'm sure you just enjoy. watch the teams that you care <laughs> about. Like, you're from Toronto. You're going to watch the Toronto Raptors. Like, you're not going to watch Florida. Like, I mean, Kansas it, it exists in Rocket League. I know there's a lot of people that will watch Rettles for Rettles, or they'll watch... Specific mm. players because it's their favorite streamer or they make the favorite content. Um, or KC Energy. Or, or KC. KC is the best example yeah. of like people that watch for a team specifically. I just think there's not enough of a like big enough fan impact to ever see in the viewership numbers of like increase just because of a specific player or something playing. We don't have that big of a personality. It's just I guess the, the like, sadness of coming with Rocket League being such a niche presents. game. Right. I'll, I'll watch, watch Base Horizon. I'll watch face so i can see some cool foot resets and double resets okay <laughs> I, I don't want first code why would i like it's hard to cheer for first killer who's extremely toxic like how do i cheer for someone who's a bad person right because he's the best Whereas, in the game. <laughs> like, one of the he's best fun to watch but i don't have any sort of connection like meanwhile for g2 i would actually be like wow i want these guys to win they're like decent people i don't want g2 to win anymore because they they uh <laughs> they ruined they ruined two grand finals Friday and I can't they go over no that. Ice. They have no ice. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, yeah, if they, if they make grand finals again, of course, I would cheer for them, but I wouldn't expect them to win in Worlds because no ice. But Major is a different story. They can win Majors. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, is it really, do you think it's just that RL doesn't have as good personalities as other esports that it's just not as mainstream that or is it something like 
the we have just have like a lot of younger viewership or viewer or like player base that you know i guess when you're younger not a lot of people can or want to really care about you that much because uh, you're a little bit immature or you don't aren't as respectable because of the age thing i don't know um it's a weird topic for in terms of like how do you think about the viewership um and why isn't it like higher for the uh, regionals when the like international yeah. majors and worlds have kept like similar to what ones in the past it's just kind of like on a regional basis it could be like any like, of the things the concerning part is the viewership declining whereas if it stayed consistent and it was just stagnating yeah, i think that's like fine yeah not as bad it's like okay you have the same number of fans overall but yeah, yeah just gonna keep declining though put it put it into but a little more context it's been though, declining for years for, for people who haven't been watching rocket league forever rlcsx is when they first went to the open format and during that time they had like 100k plus for like every regional that year like it went crazy on viewership that was their best year for viewership ever like every regional was peaking at like 150k i think some peaked at like 200 plus k for just the na regionals and european regionals it was a great year and then the second year it was lower and now this year it's even lower so like every year with this open format the regional viewership for na and europe has just kept going like slightly slightly down each year although europe's kind of the same as last year actually with this region well, was a little better i don't know if that was because of kc or not but it, it was a little better so yeah france kind of carries rocket league a little bit is, yeah france is, is like, a little I, <laughs> they I carry think like, i think rocket league might be the most associated game with france in terms of like proportions of their of their fan base to other regions right definitely from a player perspective they're the biggest in terms of like french pros it's the biggest yeah. game. Well, yeah, they had like five teams in the uh, regional from the fall cup that were just pure France. And then like another, like, you could count like a sixth team if you're counting like yeah, French it's, speaking. It's a little hard to say Rock League is the biggest in France because I'm pretty sure there's a League of Legends regional league that's dedicated to the entirety of France. It's called like the LFL or something. I think it's just all France. Like every single team oh, wow. is from France. And they just run like... That's like France a bigger ecosystem, so it's not really fair fans. to compare. But yeah, that's just, like a, they, just they have like a right? they have a France regional league, they have a German regional league, they have like a Sp Spanish regional league. They're crazy. That's kind of nuts about esports, but league, yeah. Well, yeah. that's a tier one year sport. It's hard to compare. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just an organization, right? Like, who do we have that's big in France? Vitality, KC. Oh, it's true. Like, Rock League has like ABS, these, yeah. these are orgs with high, huge French huge French orgs that. And it's because I think it's just because it's there's, huge, go to. there's all these French players that are so good and it's just so big in France compared to all the other like European countries. Other than I guess Great Britain's also sneakily been climbing and good as well. Spain a little it's bit too, yeah. right? So you have a KC fan who doesn't watch Rocket Week, and because they're KC fan, they're now a KC Rocket Week fan. Yeah, but that doesn't it, apply to any of the NA orgs. Like, it should. Like it should apply to the NA orgs. Why doesn't it? I mean, I'm sure there are some people who have like watch phase and they haven't watched rocket league and they see phase as rocket league do it it just hasn't happened to the factor where we see it in viewership where it actually has like an effect on the amount of viewers we're seeing like there's definitely a few maybe a couple hundred maybe a couple thousand but it's not enough to it's see not KC where it's like 30k 20k or like 40k people watching just because of the org is it is it because uh casey is owned by like this huge content creator or was created by this huge yeah, content yeah. creator that's like huge in France because I've honestly never heard about KC until they joined Rocket League last year. 
everyone loves like content creator and he just has a super passionate like fan base around him and any team he supports it's just a really cool kind of like culture they've grown at kc it's almost it's like a cult cool when you look at it. It's a, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice it cult, is, though. No? It's a nice cult. It's no, a nice it's not cult. a bad one. Like, it's, it's cool what they've done. It's cool what they've well, done. It's a, it's a hardcore I mean, group, if you if you will. Yeah, it's not a bad cult until you until you talk, tra or talk trash to them. Until they've done <laughs> something they... bad. Until they've done something ethically yeah. bad. It's not a cult. Like if you're a cast and you roast a KC player, like you're getting hate comments in your DMs. That's just true for any team, though, to be honest. That exists. For any team or any nation, there's going to be people well, hating. Well, it's exacerbated for fans of really hardcore followings you know no it's it's funny because you you if you talk trash about kc their fans will come at you be super mad at you like yeah toxic. If, you, if you talk trash about energy their fans will like pile on <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you're right <laughs> justin should retire <laughs> yeah i don't know um, but yeah moving on to our uh, next topic we're going to talk about it's the uh, predictions we have for the na teams that we think are going to make the major yeah we can even probably talk about other regions too but yeah, we'll talk about other regions in the future, but for this one, we're just going to stick to NA and the predictions we uh, have for them. Maybe we'll Sounds do Europe good. ones next week after the second regionals fully completed and done. But yeah, going for NA, who wants to go first? Who's got the predictions ready on the, the five teams they think are going to make it? I think I know my five. Um, so we have Gen One's easy. One's easy. Yeah. Not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other four, well, I mean, V1 and FaZe are pretty much already locked in. They just need to win, like, one or two series, which I doubt they won't be able to do. Yeah. Um, so those are pretty much locked in. SSG is pretty much locked in. They just have to make top eight, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, SSGs. It'd have to be, like, a colossal failure for them to not make it. Yeah, and I think they're probably going to go, like, 3-1 in the Swiss anyways. So. Well, that's four uh, teams now. Yeah, so last team, it's really between what? Furia, G2, and This is the most interesting one. Optic. It's between a lot of teams. You, you <laughs> yeah, could even throw so yeah. Kapuxi and Shopify in there. If they popped off and made a final, they'd probably like, make it. Yeah, so they right have now, to make finals, though, right? So Something like that, yeah. Finals yeah, or yeah. semis. Or... Yeah. yeah. We have no, G2 like... 15, NRG 15, Furia 14, Optic 14, Kapuxi, mm -hmm. Shopify 12. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is not going to make it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Dignitas, and they'd have to win the whole thing. No, they had to be, like, I don't almost think impossible. <laughs> yeah, basically. Love Dignitas, but I don't, this, just, this ain't their one. This ain't their one. <laughs> no, they, uh, they had the OG Dignitas, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, if they had Zanil, and I don't know, maybe if they had Zanil, maybe they have <laughs> maybe. a chance. And they would have had better, like, yeah. performances. But who that's not their fault. The, who do you have in the fifth spot? Who do you got? Fifth spot, I got... You know what? I'm gonna say G2, but watch it's gonna be Furia like next week. They're gonna, like, pop off or something. Watch, I think joke? I have G2, but I wouldn't be. I would be like Furia's close, like six. Like I think there's a decent chance that Furia could pop off, yeah. and like we could see something crazy, and G2 just fumble the bag. But I think G2 should make it. Um, I think they're the better team. I think Furia. I don't know. Fear is, fear is great. They looked good like last uh, regional, especially compared to the first one. But they're in the beast mode. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if G if if it was V one versus G two, I think G two still would have beat like a peak in beast mode. Yeah. So I, I'd I'd have G two right now, um, making it. G two's only this low because of their last regional performance, where they were up two zero in Swiss, six zero in games, lost mm -hmm. two game fives, 
And then no lost <laughs> their fifth series. And then did not come top eight. Yeah. I, yeah. Could you say it's copium? They got a unlucky matchup? Like, they... A little bit, yeah. You could. I mean, I'll take out like a, a Mickey bracket and energy had a Mickey bracket. What, uh, yeah. what was Furious bracket like? Did they? I think they had like a mediocre one, an average one. It's like average, not easy, but not hard. Yeah, so they they went up against energy, SSG, and G2. Yeah, no, those are like all three teams made top eight, so they had a pretty tough bracket too. Yeah, um, I think. I think my, my predictions are they're going to be boring because I think I just agree with you in the top five. It's going to be Gen G, Phase V1, SSG, and then G2 as well. I just think NRG, I think it was a bit of a bit of a fluky top four. I don't think they have it back no, or anything yet. Um, come top four bit of a honeymoon three. period just for getting rid of Sizz, and it wasn't even that high of a honeymoon period. I think they'll, they'll come back down to their normal state in this next regional. And then, mm. yeah, I think it's between Furia, Optic, and G2. I think Optic I just kind of lacks a bit of the the X factor to get like a semifinal or a final finish required, and then mm-hmm. I think I think G two is just like their worst result was missing top eight. Like I I don't think they can do much worse than that. The next one they'll you know they're bound they'll to bounce back. Four. They'll probably make top four or win the whole thing. Like they just have the highest ceiling I think of all the teams there, and they just mm-hmm. kind of ran into a bad uh, one bad regional. Yeah, it happens. What about you and some? I think I would say the same. I mean, Gen G's already locked in. Phase and version one are pretty much locked in. Like SSG you know and what? G2 have to be colossally like failing to not make the major, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see, I could see SSG not making it if we see a G2 Furia final. That's that's a possibility. I could see SSG not making it, but uh, Furia and G2 both surpassing them. Yeah, there's uh, like would be SSG's like huge like outside shot that they would make it it'd be hard it could happen it could happen yeah but, yeah uh but i don't honestly don't really think optic has a chance unless like magic bear and aj peak um magic bear he's he's had his moments but i think he's still you know he's still got a lot to learn and that team still needs a lot of work on their co- cohesion but I do think, you know, when they are working as a team and well together, they do look, like, pretty good. I think they can maybe um, make the winter major. I just I just don't think they're going to figure it out in this, like, third split and do good enough to make the, the fall one. Yeah. I think I think Furia might make it. NRG, Optic, Complexity, Shopify, I think, are just, no. They're, like, I'm going to say it right now. I would love to see Shopify it. make it. I'd they're love to see it. Shopify make it. I just yeah. sadly don't think they would. I think that would be a great story. It'd be so I mean, much it'd be fun nice. to see them it's make it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it'd be sick. I mean, I want to see TPs pop off land, but, you know, it's probably not going to happen this split. Maybe, Maybe not this one. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> to the future right now, and uh, it says right here that they're not going to make it. So It says how sure you, you have the script. <laughs> you just you should bring it out. Yeah. Bring up the whole uh, the whole paper. He does work at Pickstop. They do give him the predictions early. and the, That's true. Who's going to win early. Yeah, but, um, you know, Looking at the time ones, there's there's a couple time ones where Furia will, uh, you know, squeak into the top five, but it's gonna be a close battle, I think, between G2 and Furia for the fifth spot at the major. It'd be really crazy if we see uh, G2 Furia in like a yeah. top four against each in the quarterfinals. Because I'm looking into the future right now. There are time ones where Furia or makes tie top five. Or tiebreakers, tiebreakers happen too. That'd be dope. <laughs> oh yeah, we could have. 
Yeah, well, I don't even know what needs to happen for that, though. I'm sure there's No, there's too many there. scenarios. Can't talk about that, but it'd be cool <laughs> to see, like, a tiebreaker for the last land spot. We might get another mini bracket. If it's, like, a four- or five-way tie, that'd be that'd be cool to see. Yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, last year we had that uh, complexity. Yeah. SSG tiebreaker. It'd be funny if we saw a uh, optic barrier tiebreaker, but that's <laughs> not going to happen. Because I don't, I don't think G2 fumbles the bag that hard to not make it into a tiebreaker. Yeah, and aside from uh, teams making the major, our next thing is we want to talk about is uh, it's been baited for a while. It's always been questioned. It's always on Twitter yep. topics, you know, whether it's content creators baiting for it, wanting it. We're going to discuss the, the UE5 and just kind of like RL content <laughs> in general and kind of like the, the negative annotations of it and how hard it is to actually make content within this scene. Yeah, well, UE5 I think is one of the main things that's everybody wants because right now it's been so long since rocket league had a really meaningful update in my opinion um and i think you know one of the warning signs to me that rocket league has been declining in player base without even looking at the uh, numbers on whatever you can find them uh is the fact that they switched from the, the playlist <laughs> population to like instead of being actual like the meme numbers of to, yeah, to like good, bad, or like... No, no, no there's, no, have, bad. there's bad. no bad. There's, there's no bad. There's no bad. bad. Good, good, great, amazing. Yeah, good, great, great, amazing. One of the best memes like, okay. ever. Um, so. And I never see it at great, too. It's always at good. So that, that doesn't even help them. Times. I've never seen amazing. I don't think I've ever seen amazing. But here's the thing. It also differs depending on the playlist. Like, yeah, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to. Changes. That was the point. So, like, it's supposed to tell you the differing on the playlist. Just like, you know, there's so much potential with, like, more things that they could do in Rocket League. And they have the fans who are already, like, want to do something similar to, like, um, yeah. Fortnite's creative mode. Where, like, they make their own maps, they make their own, like, hoops maps. And I feel like that wouldn't be that hard to implement. Well, obviously you need the right amount of devs to do that. But um, if other games can do it, if you have Epic Games that already has done something similar, hopefully they can help you out with figuring out how to add that to your own game. And with UE5, you could also add a lot more features that are actually would make the game like a lot uh, more fun and more engaging even esports-wise. Like I know some games have uh, um, like modes where you can go in and watch certain pros play or certain players play. Like you can search for certain players and get into their yeah. matches and just watch them. Um, so that'd be really cool. And I think what I've heard is just the game engine they're on right now limits them from my, uh, doing a lot of cool and meaningful updates themselves. So that's why everybody like wants UE5 is just because like the game's content is kind of limited at the moment. And I feel like even the devs themselves are probably being held back by UE3 or whatever engine they're on right now. I think the uh, the biggest reason why people want UE5, specifically the content creators are strongly pushed from it and it makes sense, is that they want the creative mode. I think that's the biggest takeaway all the creators want. Because although, yes, there's like Steam Workshop maps and certain, you know, creative modes right now in Rock League. It's not to the point where you can just load it up and play with your friends. Like you can do it, but you have to go through VPNs. They're like, no one's gonna do it. It takes hours the game to was set pulled up. Off Steam years ago, right? Yeah, it's like, pulled Steam years ago. You can still get Steam shots. It's just like it's not practical enough for anyone where like a casual person will come in and be like, hey, I'm gonna do this cool, you know, creative mode Workshop map with my friends on the current version of Rock League. It's so, only on PC too, right? Yeah, like, I think so. I think Epic can console. do it, but once again, it's just like a big hurdle 
Like it's just no one's gonna go through the effort of doing it. Um, and most Rocket League players are still console, right? Mm -hmm. Last I checked, yeah, most uh, are console. numbers were like sixty to seventy percent console yeah, players. PC console. players are in the minority. So even if you got it all working on PC, you're only reaching a fraction of the player base. Yeah, but yeah, people people want UE five I think because of that that content creation mode that will be good for content creators. However, I will say. I think it's a bit of cope to think that, like, just going to UE5 would be, like, the saving grace. If they go to UE5 and the developers don't release any new game modes or anything on, like, a weekly rotation or anything, I think it was pointless. Like, the player base won't increase. It'll continue to be the stagnant, like, levels it, it's reached out to, and it'll just keep having a... It'll always have a passionate fan base that's, like, decent in size, but it won't ever, like, go back to what we saw when the game went free-to-play if we just go to UE5 and do nothing with it. Or lose all mm -hmm. steam at the end of the day. Like people aren't going to just come to it if they don't have weekly modes to play that are updated and fun and new things to drive. It's just the same old, same old. Or even like a highlighted map section where you can see what are like the most uh, played creative maps right now. What are popular? Um, they have that. Cool. Well, that's supposed to exist now. It just doesn't work, or it doesn't like feel like it works. Wait, are you talking for training maps? Or yeah. Are you talking... yeah. 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 And look, I mean that, but for like creative maps. Oh, for creative make. maps. Yeah. 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 So that'd be really cool. Um, I think, you know, it's it's needed though. You know, UE5, if we stay on oh, this engine forever, for sure. yeah. like it will eventually, I don't know if it'd ever die. I think it'd just be. It'll just stay where it's at right now. It's not dying right now. Like the player base isn't yeah. on a decline. It's just, it's steady with, with the people that play it. And, it's really hard for new players to get into the game right now, so it's not in, like it's not increasing because people just come, try it, realize the game's too hard, and then quit. Is the general kind of like outtake on how it goes for casuals? Yeah, I, I still like, think UE five yeah. is copium. Like I, I think I, I'm a skeptic here. I think it's a mega copium. Like introducing Rocket League, recreating UE five will not save the game, in my opinion. It, it just won't. And here's yeah, the thing: if one. you recreate it and you have physics that are just different. Even if they're better, like they fixed the lag hits because of uh, the different, I don't know, they changed the refresh. Yeah, there's like the physics. Server, like they changed it to 240 hertz servers or something. I don't know. Like people are going to complain. They're not going to like it. They're going to be like, I want to go back to the old Rocket League. I don't see a UE5 Rocket League somehow saving this game. It might be improvement, maybe. But I'm still skeptical. <laughs> I think I can save the game. I think... <laughs> I think it alone, yes, it won't. Uh, they'd if have they to do, do a right. very... Yeah, and doing it right is complicated. We're not saying it's easy, but... Um, they'd have to do a lot of different things. One thing they'd have to do is like a big marketing campaign. Um, at least to raise awareness of this huge update so that people know that there's something new in Rocket League, that there's a lot more things you could do with Rocket League. Like, they wouldn't, ha they wouldn't be able to ship just UE5, new engine, even just like creative mode alone. They'd have to have a lot of features around it that make it easy for... Uh, players to engage with the new feature of creative mode. Um, I am skeptical because of the last like two or three years of updates from Psyonix haven't been great. <laughs> There's been patch uh, notes with no patch notes. Yeah, a lot of design choices do. They've like yeah. There's been multiple updates where there's introduced more bugs than they fixed for some reason, which is I don't know how they. I think one of the big reasons for that is because of UE3, but. You know, um, I would hope that Epic Games would invest in Psionics and help them in something uh, into, into this huge new UE5 relaunch in a way. Um, 
if they didn't, then I don't know why they bought uh, Psionics in the first place for Rocket League. Uh, that would be more on Epic Games. I feel like that'd be an issue. But yeah, I don't know. It's only thing that I could see that could really fix or make me hopeful again for for Rocket League's future is UE5. And that might be Copium, but <laughs> I don't see what else could make yeah, it better. Yeah, nothing else could make it better. So even if it's Copium, it is the only, like, possible. Because what are the content creators going to do? To be honest, other than Sunless Con and maybe some, like, Musty and Seabill videos, they're the ones with, like, the, I guess, unique RL ideas and videos, but it's kind of like that's their thing. There's not really room for any new creators or content to be done for anyone because it's just all the same. And it's not even like the game gives content. It's not like League or Overwatch where the meta changes at least, or CSGO somewhat adds new guns or shifts stuff every once in a while. Literally nothing changes in Rocket League to make new content about. There's never, like, anything new or anything meta to ever talk about. New maps are, like, cool. They're cool cosmetically, but there's nothing to talk about them in terms of strategy or, like, playstyle-wise or anything. Like, everything's going to stay the same, and... The background is different. Everyone still looks at the ball only. Like, they're just looking at the ball... People don't even see their teammates. They just look at the ball. What do you think? Like, sorry, sorry. Uh, they added the Merc hitbox. Huge meta change. Merc hitbox. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Huge. wasn't there a bunch of different hitboxes before? And then they... Yeah, uh, like four years ago, it used to be every car yeah. had its own hitbox. And I think might have had its own turning radius as well, which was super yeah. cool and interesting. Everything was custom. I wish they kept that, but then they changed it to standardized hitboxes. And they've added... Since changing to standardized hitboxes, they've added one new hitbox. <laughs> and I know this is a hot this is a hot take by me, but like the idea that RL has no meta or or sorry, the idea that like RL has the most OP meta in any esport because it's only octane. And that's the only usable car competitively, which I think too. personally I think is an issue that the fact you can only use the octane hitbox competitively. But That's true, I think. You think maybe they try to balance it. Once in the you know, four or three years that the octane has been at the lead. For... There's a reason why all the Pro players who used to use flat cards ever since the standardization update have all switched to Fennec and Octane, which is Octane hitbox. Like, there must be a big reason why 99% of players used one hitbox. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, like, uh, Ace Apatos can become yeah, a yeah, pro. Yeah, the, the, he's on the Sentio, the Sentio main. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hasn't went pro yet, so. It's... Why? If he makes pro, if he wins, like, a major. I'm telling you, half the players, half the who players are using Sentio. using Sentios and like maybe even Dominus. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it is a dom- Dominus at box, right? It's it might be Plank. It's Dominus or Plank. It's one of those. Oh, there's, two, there's two different things. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. Okay. It's probably Plank then. It's really flat. It might be Plank. I, I'm unsure. Who knows? But either way, in terms of the maps, like we have Lethemir cooking up maps like every single week. And they're and cool. They're they're cool. I still haven't even tried any of them. I I don't. I'm just too lazy to do the weird workaround to get it working on PC. Like, I don't even know if it works on Epic. I know it works on Steam if you have yeah. Steam Workshop uh, maps downloaded. Do you know even... if you can even play those maps on Epic? You can. It's it's. There's a way to do it. I don't know how, but I've seen them link in his videos a way yeah. to do it on Epic. I believe there's something about changing, like, one of the maps, like, underpass. Yeah, you can do you something like redirect that. Redirect it to yeah. it's too complicated. custom map. But you can only do one at a time. But here's the thing. If you load a map, if you load that map and say Rumble or whatever, your game will crash because yeah. you're loading the wrong map. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a good way to do this without some native sort of 
creative mode. I will also say the other red flag, at least in my opinion, for content, is I don't know if you guys remember, but in the old Halloween, they used to, like, at least attempt to make new game modes with, like, that Ghostbuster thing. Remember that Ghostbuster game mode that was released the one time on Halloween? And yeah. they did a lot of things like that. This year in Halloween, their big content reveal was, like, I got really hyped when people saw that last year tweet. It's like, oh, we're bringing you this, like, spooky-tacular Halloween event. And was like, oh, Pog, it's going to be a new game mode. Oh, yeah. And then it, it gets released that it is not a new game mode, and it's just content creators we get to watch playing Left 8 Mirror's map. Which, don't get me wrong, it's cool if you like those content creators and everything, but personally, I thought it was going to be a new game mode that I was going to be excited to play, and then it ended up being a huge letdown for me. It's not going to get me on to play the game. I'm not going to go watch that Left 8 Mirror play his own map. But Wait, so we can't play that map? that's a bit of map? a red flag. It's just, a, you can play it, but you have to do the whole, like, download it on Steam Workshop's regular thing, oh, etc. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that's only if you're on PC, again, right? Like, if you're on console, like, good luck to you. Like, enjoy the vanilla game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do other esports also have this problem where they lack content? I guess you said the biggest thing it's... in content is meta changes, right? And you, like, characters yeah, being esports... added if you're in League, or... Some are better at adding... I think events and game modes and others, but almost every other esport at the very least has like meta changes that will keep yeah, so week has content balances, right? fresh in a sense, or at least somewhat a fresh where it's like, oh, we can try this new champ that was just added to the game, or oh, we can try this new gun that was balanced out in FPS that was buffed or nerfed, or there's like new, you know, and new league, metas to like discuss. The strength or weakness of a champion can change depending on the month. Yeah. Right? And then so for COD, the gun. The gun strength can change, right? They can make bullet damage higher. They can make bullet damage weaker. And then there's CSGO. The base game is just so good that even if they don't change anything, people will play they it They do over change and things, though. Like, they added, like, the fake grenade thing. Like, they CSGO has, like, it's the closest to Rock League. They don't, don't do updates that They don't change that much for the meta, But though. they do do updates. Like, there are metas that have changed because of nerfs and buffs they've made. Like, that is recently. interesting. CSGO, yeah, what I think about it, I don't really know many changes myself that come to that game but they're still they changed well, dust too like twice in like 10 years well they add new maps too they add new maps here and there and they also like i don't know how close you guys followed but they used to have like the aug meta i think it was like a couple years ago and then they got rid of it because people didn't the like aug it. meta i know yeah. the gun but <laughs> there's like the aug and then there was the other like scoped in rifle there was like a scoped in rifle meta for a bit and then they got rid of it because people didn't like it interesting so. I feel like the eSport kind of carries that game at this time. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Majors. Yeah, people How who don't majors? play the game still religiously watch the eSport. Yeah. But yeah, and getting into yeah. our uh, next topic, and this one I think is a very interesting one, is the uh, the age start compared to other, like, bigger eSports, at least for Rocket League in general, and it being uh, 15. Or 14 and uh, 9 tenths, as Sanix does let some... Uh, Fourteen-year-olds through exceptions. It's, it's sub fifteen. Yeah. You think Zayn is gonna get a exception? No, because he's like banned. Because he's banned. Yeah, he's... he won't get it because he's banned. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. It is. I think I talked about this a little bit recently with the respect of the age thing and the viewership, but I don't know about you guys, but I don't mind that much that we have a, a young viewership. But do you think maybe in terms of mainstreamness um, and just like being hyped for players, it is a little bit weird uh, having such a young age as our uh, pro players. Like I know for Valorant, like a lot of the players over there are like 18, 19 
plus and like a lot of the viewership uh is also around that age and like likes or there's just like a like a cool i feel like a cooler culture around valorant than like rocket league i don't know if that's because of our age start um valorant also has like they kind of have it all from age. They, I think they have from like 18, 17 to like, they also have 25-year-old pros, like a ton of them, like 28-year-old yeah. pros. And it's just a really wide age gap, which is good to see. I mean, it's just weird for me. Like, this is going to sound like a really boomer, like grandpa take. But it's just hard for me to cheer for someone who's seven years younger than me. I can cheer for someone who's at my age, G2 Esports. My, my issue yeah. is more no, that like... I'm going to cheer, cheer for someone who's like 15 and 16, Trolls and ranks. They're constantly toxic and like talking of like smack. That's like was... and being rude to other people. It's like, how am I supposed to cheer for this kid? <laughs> I was say I can cheer for the occasional like fifteen year old. I think it's good for to cheer for rookies. It's exciting, but my issue with Rock League is everyone's a rookie and then they all retire super early. So there's not like there's any one to cheer for because you just, they just retire before they turn like twenty two. Like ninety percent of them. 95% of them all retire or go to coaching by the time they turn 22. There's a few exceptions, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying in general, it's like, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, there's high turnover, right? Uh, it is weird. I don't know. Like, I feel like it, that could be something that might be changing right now because we're seeing a lot of not too many new players in this season, I feel like, compared to the last couple. Uh, it could be something with the format change as well um, that we saw going from league play where it's a lot more secured your position to now where like if you don't play well you can easily be swapped out after after a bad split um so if you're not co constantly being the best at the game grinding the game and your mechanics you might start uh losing your spot but i think that might be changing a little bit as the mechanics are i mean yeah everybody's you can even look at mina and some some of their crazy players like doing super creative stuff for sam um, with the mechanic, you can might you might be able to argue that the mechanics are still constantly evolving, um, and there's still a lot to improve on. But I do think at the end of the day, as we're seeing at majors, is it's mostly teamwork that is the most important part right now, and being able to mesh as a team and do the correct things and learn how to like, rotate. And those aren't things that 15-year-olds um, or new players have a certain advantage compared to like already seasoned pros. Yeah, they have like exactly you see that more in na too i feel like is you see a lot of the older players more veteran and seasoned players at the top compared to just like random new players coming out of nowhere and i think that a big reason of that is because na has a lot has a little bit more focus on teamwork and um communication than like europe um but i don't know for sure i don't want to like say for sure that's the main reason um i think that is a contributing factor though when i watch like the yeah. two regions my Maybe copium, but I think part of the issue why we see such early turnover rate in Rocket League is just because it is the same game year in, year out for the pros. So I think it's almost impossible to not burn out if you started. Because a lot of the pros, they went pro at 15, 16 too, right? And then mm -hmm. they played the game for like five, six years. They get to 2021, 20, it's the, still this exact same thing. It's not like there's any new mechanic to learn from a new champion being added or like a new COD being made or a new gun being added it's literally the exact same thing year in year out and i think it just attributes to like people burning out quicker because there's no change to keep it fresh mentally for the players Did you see the game the is actually thing. more boring and, and you see pro to, players complain about bumps all the time like just to put if it, you look at the stats there's more demos yeah. every year per one, game 
well, one more point though on this, and you, you can see it from like a lot of the older players who did retire, and when they like listed reasons on why they did it, Rizzo stated he hated the game outside of pro scrims, and I think that's also <laughs> part of the issue is when you get older, you start to not like the game outside of just pro scrims and matches, which I think makes players worse if you can't have that same like twos grind set that all the 16, 17, and younger players tend to have. If you can keep your passion for the game, I think you could stay prone to this game into your 30s. It's just, it's hard to keep the passion when the game doesn't change at all. And the only thing you would enjoy is like the competitive scrims and stuff, but you don't enjoy playing twos or threes ranked or free play after like X amount of years. Yeah. It's funny, interesting to, uh, hearing the interviews and they're just like, yeah, like playing ROCS was fun. Like ROCS matches are fun. I go queue up ranked and I just want to bash my head against the wall. It's like, <laughs> that's the vibe I got from them. Well, I can even understand that playing ranked myself, but um, <laughs> yeah, ranked so fun. <laughs> not, not, not these days. I don't know. I, I feel like a squishy boomer when I say that. Like, I feel like squishy because I, whenever I play or used to, I haven't played for like five, six months. But what I played and and I stopped playing. One of the biggest reasons was because I just like the meta was so awful in twos that I just wanted to not play the game at all <laughs> uh, in GC because it's just like you you constantly get buffed and you have no space. And I understand why that's a meta, but it's just not fun to play. Um, Actually, speaking yeah. of which, uh, to piggyback on that, that's actually the one reason I still played Rocket League across all these years is because playing scrims and competing in tournaments with the school team was very rewarding and actually fun. But the yeah. moment I, I start queuing up threes, I just realized like I, I don't enjoy playing this game. And then once I started, uh, like once I graduated and I am no longer on the school team, and I kill a couple games of ranked, I just do not enjoy the game anymore. There's no reason for me to play it anymore. That kind of carries back to what Rizzo was saying about pro ROCS games are fun, ranked is not. Yeah, for sure. And I think also a big part of that is you see a lot of times when you win worlds or a major, I think worlds especially, you get like a little bit less ambitious and that's motivated to keep grinding and, and, and playing the game. And that's why you don't see a lot of repeat world winners. I think we're not going to see them even more going in the future because of these like long seasons well monkey moon's gonna retire before it <laughs> yeah. happens so yeah exactly <laughs> i hope he doesn't i really hope he doesn't but it seems seems like he's gonna retire no nah, he's, he's not gonna retire he's just he got two top mentally boom he, 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 yeah and that too burnout but i think uh if you look at csgo right is they have their they have a lot more majors that are like really really big they're a lot more mainstream too um I don't, uh, you know what, the biggest thing actually I think with Rocket League is that it actually is, I feel like, a lot more taxing game compared to some esports, like CSGO. In CSGO, you can be chilling in a corner, yeah, you're thinking about all these different things at the time, but in Rocket League, you have to control your mechanics a lot, you have to constantly be thinking about where your teammates are, your opponents, and I know, like, that can be very draining for players, especially with this new league uh, open, open season format where you're playing constantly. And grinding constantly, I feel like that could be really bad for burnout as you're just like oh, yeah, playing the game so much. Worse. Especially RLCSX, I think, burned out a lot of older players when it was even crazier. They literally yeah. did not stop playing the game for like a year straight. There was no downtime at all. Like the game is taxing. I remember I would play sometimes um, just like four or five hours of like ranked ones and I would feel like mentally dead after. Um, as you get older, that gets harder too. So that might be another reason why it's uh, harder to stay pro at that level. But also, the game itself isn't as big as other esports, right? Like, if you go pro in Rocket League, 
Your yeah, family and friends might be like, eh, that's cool, I guess. Like, you're not going to be support, like, as supported. Like, you become a pro in, like, a tier one esport, like, like, League of Legends, like, everyone's like, oh my goodness, we're rooting for you. You should definitely do it. And <laughs> Rocket League, you have your parents saying, no, don't go pro. You need to focus on college. No, yeah, I, I think get... a lot of parents are supportive once they, like, get close. It just, it just depends. Yeah. It's changing, I think, year by year. It's getting better. But... I, I guess yeah, it's I mean, getting a little bit pro. more acceptable. Because most, like, uh, most parents of, like, the current pros are all very accepting and all seem to be very Rocket accepting League even too. when they weren't pro. Like, most of them seem to have taken that, you know, mindset if you hear them talk about it. If you remember Miho from Southwest, way back, we're talking mm -hmm. season three to yeah, five. Yep. He only played on weekends. Yeah, it was worse back in the day. I think it's way better now because it is more. The same with his teammate Timmy. Like, they they just couldn't play. <laughs> Parents wouldn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you saw the bubble player Blaze, but he's he's facing like those kind of uh, that kind of pressure right now. Like he's not doing well in RLCS and. His parents are like becoming less supportive of it. Yeah, Blaze is a good uh, example of his parents did not support it at all. Yeah, which was tough for him. They like removed his PC a few times or something, or he couldn't really? get access to it. Yeah. Well, well cause there's also oh, jo oh, another good one's Joro, and okay. he actually went pro. Joro's parents started to take away his like GPU. And stuff. Joro? Yeah. Wait, on which, Rogue, which player? Sis and um, it was like Joro, Sis, and Jacob on Rogue. That was that Man. was a tough one. Absolutely. That was oh, way back, way back. back. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, this was back when Sizz was pro. You know, yeah, I like watching Sizz too, but uh, he retired too. No, I mean, if you're like a, if you're like a league player and you go pro or like a Valorant player even these days, because like Valorant's a lot more mainstream. Um, especially in Overwatch. NA. Especially in NA. Especially in NA, yeah. Like, you got so much clout within like all the gaming community. Whereas if you're like a, a Rocket League pro, I don't know how many girls start magically liking you or, or guys, but like... <laughs> people generally, um, um, the general reaction to people who go, like if you're a pro in Rocket League is like, oh, that's a cool esport, but they don't know anything about it. But they're like, yeah, oh, that's cool. I'd love to watch that sometime, but then don't actually watch it. It's like the generalized conception, I'd say, of, of Rocket League. Mm -hmm. I don't know about COD though. Does COD even have... Cod's more mainstream. Cod, Cod's, Cod's issue is that COD's a tough one because the game COD is so prestigious and makes so much money. Like the esport will never not exist. It's right. just like impossible because they make built like COD's like what the number one best selling video game like ever, like franchise. Shouldn't be. Yeah, the franchise is. is insane, and they pump out new COD games that are like carbon copies. They, they finally switched to a two year cycle. Instead of yeah. releasing a game every year, I can't yeah, believe they have yearly releases. COD's a weird one to associate an esport with because it seems like the company supports the esport because they make billions. What's them to throw ten million of the three hundred billion they made towards the esport? Yeah, but like if COD wasn't as successful as like a franchise, I don't think the esport would exist. Like if COD had the same revenues like Rocket League made, I don't think it exists at all. They just got carried by, like, the game being so prestigious and the, the global, like, revenue sales. I'd agree, especially based off if it was the same management company or same, like, yeah. organization running it because Activision makes terrible business choices. Um, not terrible, but, like, pretty bad in terms of, like, quality of the game and whatever they invest in. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Rocket League, I don't know. I, just, it's, I think the biggest reason it's not mainstream is 
because it's not like a MOBA. It's not FPS. It doesn't fit into a category. So it's a lot less people who want to try it out. And because like it's still... When it launched, it was like an indie game, right? It every, wasn't supported by like... Every game was. Almost. Well, not every game, but... I mean, League was an indie game when it launched. True. So I still try to say that they're like, oh, we're a small indie yeah, they, company. Yeah, they still try to claim. Come on. I mean, yeah, they copy on way too much about that. I will agree. With that <laughs> it's been but... seven years, man. Like, no, I agree. Like they, I think there's a lot of things Silence could do better with eSport. I think with the game, especially, they could do a lot of things better. Um, it's just still like I think there are some things that hold it back from being as successful as. Well, at the same yeah. time, though, it's it's weird because it isn't an FPS, it isn't a MOBA, so there's like no competition too. So I think that's another reason why it is so successful is because it's just a, such it a unique idea. It both hurts that... it and helps it. Yeah. <laughs> and we also say that when we talk about like the simplicity of the game in the eSport, right? With the meta changing, when we go back to that idea of um, why the game, why there's burnout, why there's not so much content you can create about it, is because the beauty of the Rocket League is that it's simple. And that people can easily understand it and get into it and like understand the esport and watch it but it's also makes it a little bit less interesting if you've been watching it for a long time because there's no huge changes that happen in the game itself like the fundamental game so yeah that that whole point always confused me because people are like oh rock league it's gonna be so big because it's the easiest sport to understand anyone can pick up on it anyone can watch it it's just a ball going in net and we've been saying i've heard that for like years upon years upon years and then League mm -hmm. of Legends brings in more views. CSGO brings in more views. And it's like, at what point is it like, you just have to accept that like, yeah, it's simple to watch, but like, obviously other games are as simple to watch or easy to understand and like more people watch it and understand it. It's just, I don't know. I just think that it's a good take. On, like, uh, I'll give simple, you my copium but... take, okay. Uh, my copium take is that they, they should definitely change the meta and that would increase the viewers. I agree with that. Like, I think they should change the meta, but I think that's like... a, it's a topic for another podcast. I want to see that's, cool that's, right yeah, that's where I would almost. I want to see passing points and mechanical like resets, but the meta is bump and demo. That's not fun to watch. It's the same thing every time. In fact, there's more demos now. That's it, uh, like... in a future pod we can get into the uh, the the meta discussion of whether of whether it should be changed or not. But I think that's a it, it, we're too deep now to discuss it. It'll take too long. It'll take too long. <laughs> so we'll go we'll go into yeah, our yeah, last segment of uh, Insom's in uh, reacting to tweets segment. So load them up. Okay. All right, let's go. So first one we have from Monkey Moon yesterday. He says, "Really close call to the end of my career, to be honest." And I believe this was um, was this after he was, lost it, his match? It was after they lost. Yeah, that right? was after he lost to uh, KC in the quarterfinals. Yeah. <laughs> well, really close to the Evans career. Just one Worlds, by the way. You know what? Yeah, that's uh, you got two top eights. That's uh, I would say a little bit cringe. He's got to chill a little bit. <laughs> um, he lost to also the team that just won the regional, so there's probably some copium for there. And but I also think maybe like after you win Worlds, like there's a certain high you come off of that it's you almost get into like a little bit of a depression. Um. Like after you finish like a really good series that you've benched and then you have like withdrawal from like that feeling of like just worlds that like having two top eight finishes is like pretty frustrating but i i don't know why you'd say he's retiring or a very close call to retiring <laughs> that's a little bit of like yeah weird tweet I mean, it's, it's just weird it's, it's hard to be a pro at the end of the day so i understand it and i mean it's good content when they make 
tweets like that. I think Rock League has like a weird <laughs> depression copium, like Monkey Moon's the Justin it, of it's Europe. Got 6, it seems like. likes, okay, so I don't know as far as saying it's the Justin. Some, some Rock League players have some like weird, you know, mental states where like they like to always threaten of like retiring or like think of it just in general when they get sad. It just seems like. I think it's because they're young too, you know. They're like, oh, GG's is over, and then they come like t- top yeah. four the next regional. Oh, <laughs> they don't have like a lot of the life experience of dealing with hard situations to like know what's the right thing to think. And like how to get over those situations because they might have to experience them as much. But also, I mean, they're pros, so it's okay. I mean, B mode retired for four months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Bakumu should just retire for four months and come back, and uh, it might, might work for him. Might work for him. Okay, let's go to the next tweet. So this one is from Matira. So esports awards says the finalists for esports controller rookie of the year are. A bunch of people that are not Rocket League and Vatira and Seiko. And Vatira retweets this saying, Vote for me, it's not even close. Shh. And Seiko gives a bunch of emoji reacts and then posts a picture of him winning worlds. And Seiko, oh, I'm sorry. Vatira responds with. Oh. Says something about the major, right? Oh, you won like the London major? Oh, yeah. It's uh, something about. like the tier of Rondo Major, and then, uh, do you know what that translates to? Uh, Blink. I don't know how to speak French. I don't know what that means. I'm saying right. I don't know how to speak French. It's a screenshot of uh of the major. Uh, let me find the tweet. Oh, we c- I can't just say that. Um, Seiku won worlds, and yeah. was it Vatira? Or who was yeah, saying? Basically, Vatira's trying to fight back. Vatira did not win worlds. With so. I think there was a crying emoji. They're bad to get that. Yeah. Crying emoji and a picture of Vatira crying after he lost. His career ending, man. I mean, one won worlds, one didn't. I think the one that yeah. won worlds. If if Rock League's gonna win Rookie of the Year, it's gotta be the one that won worlds. So. Yeah, I mean, in terms of rookie conversation. Definitely are they, are they even rookies? Are they been here for a while? Psycho. No, yeah, they're rookies. First, yeah, that was their first. It was season. their first RLCS season. Dang, time flies by quick. Well, yeah, Seiko illegally see. played in one, but that doesn't count. Oh, that's true. All right, the next one is the final tweet we have is by Wikipedia RL. The Carmine Corp viewing party had more viewers than the official Rocket League stream during the grand finals, and there's a screenshot of. Rocket League, 51k for Carmine oh. Corp vs. Quadrant, and Comet Zero, 57k viewers watching said Grand Six Finals. Came Wait, yeah. now we know where the viewership came from. It came solely from KC. I yeah, remember yeah, talking about earlier how Europe had more viewership. It's not from the mainstream. I guess now it's even worse. Oh. It's solely from one org. <laughs> now we know. Those KC fan mans, like I don't, I don't know. They're crazy. Could you imagine if Casey didn't make the grand finals? It would have been 51k. Like, well, guess I'll end the stream. 51k viewers in the grand finals. <laughs> so that's if they, ever, if they ever help, like hold a LAN uh, in France, they should. You're gonna just see like blue everywhere in those stands. I don't and, know like, why a they yellow bees. They I think hold I think at France. I've heard that one of the big, big reasons might be because. Um, 
I know people don't like cold the earnings. In France. Yeah, because like there's there's some weird legislation in France or policies that um have to do with like the prize earnings from players. Like a certain percentage has to go to to uh, the government or something. I can't remember the exact details, yeah. but there are some things like actual valid reasons why they are like with are like, holding back on having lands in France. Yeah, it's it's too bad. It would be it would pop off if they ever did a France one. That uh, I'm mean, curious. We hear French or we hear a uh, Quebec or not Quebec. We hear uh, French chants, but that'd be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. How's, have you ever seen like uh have have there been like CS:GO lands in France? There's been a League of Legends one in France once. Uh, I don't know about CS:GO. Is the crowd I don't think there has French? Been. I don't know. Is the remember. crowd to be French? Like, it was it was it was so big. I, it was kind of like when I first started watching. I don't remember. No, okay. But anyways, so guys, I have this genius idea. We're, this is how we're going to save Rocket Week viewership, okay? We're going to actually pay all of the ROCS teams to lose against KC, <laughs> and then have KC stream uh, the watch party for these matches. And there you go. 120k, 100k viewers for every single EU regional. We're back to what we were in ROCSX. I guess w one last interesting point, though. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in you know the last couple of years, Energy used to bring that effect of increased viewership, but it's kind of doesn't exist anymore, which is also struck me as a little odd as well. Energy well, kind of like lost their right? their viewership entourage. It seems like because they got they didn't make land. Then, yeah, they they, they did bad at one worlds and all the all the all the fans were fake. They're all gone. They're all fake fans. Yeah, I mean they were always. I, fake I know fans. that's me, right? I, I'm long term and they never put in musty. Two. It was all musty fanboys, and once they realized musty was never gonna get in, and it was all a bait on Twitter, they stopped. No more. Dude, how did musty get popular? That's my question. That's a great I question. To, I watched that's those videos and like this guy's like the topic. the average Ohio guy kid. Musty flake. That's it. Musty Flake. That's yeah. all he did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he got he got funnier over the years. He's gotten better at it, but I don't know how he got super popular. Maybe it's just like the consistency. The kids consistency just think thing, like right? that could be me. Musty's. That's my take. Yeah, he's a weird one, but good oh, for yeah, him. Right. he did it. Yeah, well, kudos to him. There you go. Going back on the cringe tweets section. Yeah. Right, oh, wait, wait, real, real quick, going back on the viewership thing. <laughs> Could be, could be the reason why Europe is a little bit better. Not only because of KC, but because they just won Worlds, and NA fans are so depressed that we can't <laughs> win Worlds it's for some reason. That's... <laughs> hey, okay, wait, wanted... Maybe you would stop watching NA regionals because you think the region is bad, and because you won Worlds. Surely that doesn't apply to everyone else, right? That has to be Copium. No, <laughs> according to uh, other esports where NA doesn't win because NA... If anyone has checked, sucks at esports in every single one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, people don't want like that's not a factor. If they don't win worlds, nobody cares. But I think that's kind of copium. Like, go look at any uh, NHL team or NBA team that could barely fill the seats, and then their team goes on one Stanley Cup run or wins NBA, and all of a sudden they're sold out every night the next year. I I think if you like win worlds, it brings a lot more viewership to the region, or a lot more people yeah. seem more interested for sure. It's a very very coptate to think winning doesn't attribute to viewership. I thought you were saying the opposite for a second. No, no, no. Like... And like at the end of the day, if uh, if you never win, you'll never know. So that is an issue NA has because in a lot of the uh, things we never win. So we'll never know if it actually attributes to viewership or not because we're never going to win because we just suck. <laughs> but... You know, going into this season, I thought that NA 
looked pretty bad. I mean, I was still depressed after <laughs> GG fumbled. We got imports now, baby. Think... We're going to win. <laughs> we got imports. How can we lose? We got European players now, yeah. We got Europe. We got um... Europe ice. <laughs> uh, what was it say? Um, I was still depressed, and I forget now. Or Blink was threatening now. to just not watch it ever again. Yeah, because honestly, if NA loses this re uh, is loses this grand finals, I'm never watching ROCS again. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then they got four would <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, if Phase made that grand final, they were winning it all. BDS oh, oh you think you think you do have uh, the back? 100%. Oh, That's yeah. a hot take, but... No, no, no. I 100% think if FaZe made finals in uh, recent worlds, they would have beat BDS. Because they've always been BDS. They're great against EU teams, but they can't beat G2. Dude, first so. killer, most overhyped player ever. What has he won internationally? Nothing. He's got top four, like every event. It, has he won? No, but that's because no. he runs the NA teams. He runs the NA teams. But Moist isn't here anymore. They lost Materia. So I think I think phase. This is the year of phase? That's your big, big this is, that's your big prediction, year of phase plan. This is copium. There's a reason why the name is fourth killer. This is Eddie's okay. Eddie's year. I don't know. I was I thought Eddie, I was gonna say like I, I was saying Eddie I thought Eddie was gonna have a bad season this year and like probably next year too, because like they just seemed like there was so much more talent in, in uh, EU. But now we got imports. Now some of like the teams are looking better. We still got beast mode. Uh, <laughs> what else? We got mist on the yeah. team with capable teammates. Yeah, we got mist on the team with capable teammates. We almost looks like the worst player on the team, which is like a good sign for that team. I think you looking Europe, it really just seems like they're just. I think moist, like moist, was the only team that really scared me last season. I thought like the ice Even that they BDS had. Even though BDS worlds. Even though BDS won Worlds, I, like, Moist was the only team they that They were really the most consistent me. team, for sure, from Europe last yeah. year. Like, if, Fury, if they beat Fury in that last Game 7, I could have seen them beating BDS and then, like, winning all Worlds. Um, I don't think there was a, a World where G2 won, <laughs> no matter, like, what happened. But yeah. I think if FaZe made Finals, yeah. and we saw BDS in the Finals, they would have won. But if FaZe made Finals and there's Moist in the Finals, I think FaZe would have lost. Because, like, FaZe couldn't beat Moist. Yeah. Uh, but now that they split, like, seeing the Moist team now, I just don't think they, they're as good or as threatening. Uh, KC, I still don't think is as good as Peak Moist, um, even though they just on the regional. They, they look good. They look like probably the best team in EU, maybe top three at worst, um, with, like, Oxygen and BDS. Um, but, like, I don't know. I'm just not as scared as, like, as of a single team. But maybe that's going to change... At the fall major, who knows? We'll find out. We'll find anyway, out, yeah. I think that's going to be it for us on the uh, Afterburn podcast too. If you made it this far to listening, thanks, and we'll we'll see you next week for the next one.